You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Ashley, come on up and just uh, share God's word with us this morning. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Ashley Cherry Holmes, for those of you who don't know me. And um, I don't have a special title other than you'll see me hanging out with the altar team up here on Sunday mornings. Um, And I'm not a guest speaker. I'm just going to start that out, okay? I'm up here because I want to encourage you guys. I'm just your sister up here, and I want to encourage you, and I want to dig through some nuggets of the word with you today and just encourage you to look a little deeper and to love the Lord a little bit more. And I know we all love him, right? So before I go into the scriptures, the Lord put some stuff on my heart, and um, I recognize the first scripture that we're going to go over um, could sting, could sting some mama's hearts or some would-be mama's hearts, okay? But as we look at 1 Timothy 2.15, I want you to see what the Lord spoke to me in that. It is, women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. Some translations say self-control. And I am well aware that not all of us have had a womb that has carried a child, but I invite all of you who have carried a child in your heart, so it's going to go for you dads too, if you've carried a child in your heart and you've given pieces of yourself up for a child, I invite you to take this little nugget, take this little nugget and look at it assuming we would be saved. Now, this is talking, I'm not, I'm not up here to give you a different doctrine, okay? We're saved by one name, one name alone. That's the name of Jesus, right? Okay, but this is referring to the original sin in the garden, in the garden, and that women would be reconciled through this laboring sacrifice of our bodies. And it goes directly against my body, my choice. And that's not what I'm up here to talk about today. But, but I do think that if we read that next bit, assuming they continue, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. And just this morning, I'm thinking of Romans 12, how it starts. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So with this verse, I see that we have a role to play, and it's not passive, moms. It's not passive at all. I don't believe we are to just sit down and be quiet that we have an active role. If we move on to Ephesians 5, 25 through 26, I think you guys, you guys know this bit of scripture is referring to how husbands and wives ought to love one another, but this scripture always pulls at my heart in the best way, in the best way that husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by washing of water with the word. 
and just the fact that we can be sanctified by washing with the word. Because we live in a day and time where this fallen world gives us opportunities every day to walk around with offense in our heart, to walk around with anger, hatred, and bitterness. But that can all be washed away with the water of the word if we spend some time in the word. So because it is Mother's Day, I did have something on my heart. And I understand that it is um, not always a good holiday for some ladies. This is hard to sit through, hard to scroll social media because everybody's posting all these happy pictures, you know, how great their moms are. And some of us are longing, having an empty womb, and, and we don't have that. So they just, they, they muddle through it with the best smiles that they can. <laughs> You're not alone, sister. You're not alone. So what I want us to do actively together, I would love for us to close our eyes. Father God, let this be you. Holy Spirit, speak to their hearts. If there's a woman in here who feels like her motherhood is attacked, that she feels like she wasn't able to carry out that role. She's only carried a child in her heart. Holy Spirit, speak to her. Show her she does have a role to play. You placed us in the circles. You placed us in to be spiritual mothers and fathers to those around us. I just ask with your eyes closed, if you feel like your home, your marriage, and your motherhood is under attack all the time that you would raise your hand. And now I would ask that three to four, two to three people rally around those hands. Can you hold them up? Hold them up and keep them up. Can we pray together? Can you find a lady with her hands up? Guys, raise your hand. I saw more hands than that. Let's enter in to pray right now. Father God, we know we have a very real enemy, an enemy that would see this church divided, that would see every home represented in this house divided brother against brother, sister against sister. Father God, we come against that right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, minister to the hearts that are being prayed for right now. Did you guys settle... You guys can continue ministering. We'll move on to this next bit of scripture. I'm going to go through three points today. This is the first one, and I'm just going to encourage from here on out that we are focusing on the word, its ability to wash, to sanctify, to encourage, to build us up, to help us pray and power over our family, over our homes, over our marriages. 
Matthew 22:37 says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. I think we as women, and I don't know why I'm up here, so people can get mad at me probably, but <laughs> we as women sometimes are, you know, we can, we can love the Lord our heart with all our heart when we're in a good moment, right? We can, we can experience God and feel those great feelings, but our mind is somewhere else. Our mind is spinning about our busy list, the to-do list that's constantly going through our heads, and we don't invite the Lord with us in those day-to-day things. If we look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, we read, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate or the woman of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. And I don't want to rush through any of these. I I really, truly do not. Because as I said in the beginning, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. And I don't want to put a heaviness on your heart because I know some of you already walk around heavy, heavy for your children who aren't close with the Lord, heavy for things that are going on. I'm not trying to put a heaviness on you, but I just want to encourage you, encourage you that we have a means to get equipped for every good work. If we look at 1 Peter 3.15, in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect because we certainly can't force anyone to fall in love with the Lord. We can't. But we can fall in love with the Lord ourselves a little bit more and, and people can see that fruit in our life. Back at Ephesians Chapter 6, verse 17. I know, I'm, I'm sure most of you know this scripture well. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we see that we have a responsibility to fight for our families. We see that we have a means to be equipped by sanctif- being sanctified by God's word. And we see here when we're putting on the armor of God, what is our very sword? What, is, what are we to take to battle with us? I, I am telling you right now, I will argue with any of you. If you feel like you're on a mountaintop right now, it is still a battle. You are still in battle right now. Right now you are. I love that you guys are gonna be studying Jude. I had no idea, but uh, Jude verse three has been something that's been on my heart for a while. See, I have, I have a grandfather who is my, um, he's my spiritual mentor in so many ways. Um, he pastored for many years, and, and if I have questions about the scripture, he's, he's the one I call. If I'm tripped up about something and not sure how to apply the word, and he will just tell me to turn to a scripture, look it up, you know, and he had me go to Jude 3. And I was reading from my ESV, and it said, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend 
for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints. And I'm not telling you I still love my ESV, but my grandfather said, no, baby. It says, earnestly contend. (laughs) And I hope that. I hope that hits you right in the fields where it should because we are not passively contending for something. We are earnestly contending. Look what Google says, earnestly, the definition with sincere and intense conviction, seriously. Intense conviction. How are we going to have intense conviction if we're not equipped, if we're, we're leaving our sword as we go to fight every battle that we have? How are we going to really earnestly contend for the faith that was set before us if we're not <laughs> equipping ourselves? And, and I'm sorry. I, I know that everybody doesn't always have time to read, so it's okay if you get a little mad at me. <laughs> but, but, but I just want to encourage you, encourage you, because you will fall so much more in love with him the more time you spend in his word. Like You will fall madly in love with him, and you will become so free, so free of the baggage you're carrying around with you. So Phil had asked me to do this, and I said, I said yes because I like encouraging women <laughs> because I know it's hard. I know it's hard, guys. Um, and I'm in studies, some studies right now. And you have to, like, to paint the picture of it, not only am I in these studies, but I also have four children, and they've fell in love with some popular songs, you know, that uh, we don't talk about that certain character type of... <laughs> We don't talk about Bruno, okay? But we can't, we can't play Disney up here, so we're not going to do that. But when we move on to this next, this little blurb from a book here that I was reading, <laughs> I think some of you who have young kids are going to know where I'm going with this. There's another song in the movie. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tara? Drip, drip, drip. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, the older sister, and it's talking about pressure. Pressure that'll drip, 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 that'll never stop. Okay. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's, she's singing about these pressures that are being piled on her and, and how, like, give it to your sister, your sister's stronger, see if she can hang on a little longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so I'm reading this book. Mind you, I had already had the drip, drip, drip song stuck in my head, and I read this chapter. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. And it's like a direct solution to big, I don't know what her name is, Louisa? Yeah. This is a solution to Louisa's problems, guys. One day, as Rabbi Akiva was shepherding his flocks, he noticed a tiny stream trickling down a hillside, dripping over a ledge on its way towards the river below. Below was a massive boulder. Surprisingly, the rock wore a deep impression, the drip, drip, drip of water over the centuries had hollowed away the stone. Akiva commented, if mere water can do this to a hard rock, how much more can God's word carve away into a heart of flesh? Akiva realized that if the water had flowed over the rock all at once, the rock would have been unchanged. It was the slow but steady impact of each small droplet year after year that completely reformed the stone. Hmm. 
so we can try to force it on somebody. We can, we can come every Sunday and we can have fire host sermons poured over us every week. But if we don't have that slow, steady drip, I would argue you're not going to see much change in your life. Father God, I have every, I just pray that every bit of it, every bit of it is of you. So I'm going to talk about the three-part application for this before we finish up. And the first part is that I would encourage you to spend time prayerfully reading and digesting the word. And I really felt the need to add that word digesting in there because we don't just read over it. We're not just reading a common text. Like there are so many things that will jump out to you if you read the same passage over and over again. And, and you just, you're literally eating the word and letting it nourish your body and grow you and change you in ways that simply reading another text, even this really good one that I was talking about, just it doesn't compare. The second part is that we would lead by example. I have a little example to share, a little something that happened. So I said I'm a mom of four kids. I'm a homeschool mom of four kids. And I don't want to do this to you guys, but do you remember what it was like in 2020 when your kids were home from school and your house was super lived in and it was crazy and you thought you were going crazy because you couldn't keep up with everything? Um, that's my life all the time. So, so I went on this crazy, this crazy binge of watching like minimalist mom videos and learning how to downsize all the inventory I have in my house because there's too much to manage. And I was watching these videos. I went on like a week binge of watching these YouTube videos of these different moms that are clearing out their house. And I was sitting crying into my coffee because I felt so understood. <laughs> This woman said, I'm a messy person and I just need less inventory to manage. And, you know, she's a Christian homeschool mom of four. And I thought, how cool. I feel understood. So anyway, I'm getting to a point. <laughs> Not only did my kids watch me and think I was crazy because I'm crying over this lady I don't know's videos, but they saw me take an action not just have an emotional response. They saw me start packing up all kinds of stuff and getting rid of stuff in our house. And my seven and eight-year-old sons decided they were going to join in on it because like, whoa, she's crying over this and now she's actually doing something about it. You know, she's actively doing something. So we had a huge pile of truckloads, you know, to take of toys they decided they weren't playing with anymore and they wanted to get rid of, you know. And I'm not going to make this sound like that our house is now clutter-free and that they clean their rooms willingly now because, Donna, they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. But the point is they saw me do it. They saw me take an action, and so they joined in on that action. And I, and I believe, like, we're not going to be able to force our kids to fall in love with the Lord, but we can model what it means to love him. We can model what it means to have him with us every step of the way, and they'll see it. They'll see a change. So, the last part, guys, is just that we would pray and believe God will respond. So when you're going in to spend time with the Lord, you're not rattling off a list per se, but you are going in knowing that he hears you. You're trusting that he hears you and that he wants to spend time with you and he will respond. It's not always going to be how you want him to respond. Because if you pray for your patience, 
he's going to give you ways to learn to be patient. <laughs> so, it's, but he will respond. He'll respond. Oh. The last thing I had on my heart, guys, is just that we would search our hearts. Because I, it's, I'm no stranger to, to the battlefield, you know? I'm, I'm not. Even leading up to this day, you know, every little thing is going gonna, is gonna to bump you and make you agitated, okay? But we have to come to a place where we say, Lord, my home is yours. Lord, my marriage is yours. My sisterhood is yours. And dads, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to you too. Your fatherhood, your brotherhood, your home, your marriage, we got to reach a place where we want to come up to the altar and we want to give it to him because we're not. if we think that we're going to figure it out on our own, we can try all kinds of stuff, but we're going to come to the same result. So as we finish up, I would invite you guys to come up if you haven't yet and offer, offer it up to the Lord. Give it to him and see what he'll do with it. We'll have prayer teams stationed in both of the corners, but the altar will be open for you to have some time with the Lord. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.